1: What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Cody and Drake here for another episode. Drake, NFL Combine's going on right now. It is Combine Week, and free agency is only a couple weeks away now uh, from hitting. It's crazy. It seems like, man, with this coaching search, uh, it you know taking as long as it did. It definitely seemed like free agency kind of. I thought about it after, you know, Steichen was hired. I'm like, holy smokes, free agency is like a month away at that point, you know? And so it's coming up very quickly, man. And the Colts obviously have some decisions they have to make on their own free agents. And then there's some other guys as well that the Colts could be looking to bring in to help their football club. And so, uh, what, first off, how are you doing, man, with just everything, you know, football kind of being back, if you will?
2: Oh, I'm 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 doing great. At the, you know, the combine is is, you know, finally here and the quarterbacks are going to be, you know, dishing it out on Saturday. So I'll be excited to be there watching some of those guys. Um, but man, it, it's really nice to have coaching hires done, you know, for the most part. I think there may be one or two stragglers, but it's nice to, you know, see that everyone is on the same page of drafting a quarterback. You know, so it's nice to just worry about uh, other things now, like the Combine and, of course, free agency,
1: which has been buried underneath the rubble of all this news. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that's coming up so quick, man. It's just absolutely crazy. It's like, man, Super Bowl and then boom. Combine and then free agency. So we'll have a little bit of time, a little bit of breathing room uh, before the draft officially hits. But uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about, you know, with Shane Steichen now officially being hired, bringing on his staff, wanted to kind of talk about some potential free agent guys. And this wasn't just a list where I just saw all, you know, the players that Steichen has worked with that are going to become free agents. This is more about some guys that I think could potentially fill some some needs the Colts currently have, right? So it's a pretty decent-sized list here, and I admit there's some guys that are probably less likely, some guys that are probably more likely based off a of price range and things of that nature. But I uh, wanted to just kind of talk about it, and also you guys will, will probably notice a trend, a lot more offensive guys on this list than defensive guys, um, guys that Shane Steckens played with either, you know, in his time with the Chargers or, you know, most recently with his time with the Eagles. And so these are kind of a combination of some guys out there, some lists that some other people have made. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to those guys. Zach Hicks, definitely over there. HorseshoeHuddle.com, you know, the work that he does over there. He put a, put together a couple different potential names as well. And then obviously Colts Wire, they do great work over there as well, our friends over there. So those, those guys, shout out to them for getting a couple of these names. I threw a couple more on this list as well. Um, just looking at some of the free agents that are going to become available that could potentially be fits for the Colts. And so we'll start with a guy that I think it's been really linked to the Colts. And, you know, funny enough was a division rival at one point, Gardner Minshew, quarterback, a backup quarterback last year for Philly, obviously had to step in a couple games when Jalen Hurts got injured down the stretch. And, uh, you know, the Colts know him well from his time in Jacksonville, the couple years there, I believe 2020 and then 2021, um, you know, his, his role there with Jacksonville and now with Philly. And so what are your thoughts, Drake, overall on this fit as obviously the Colts are presumed are going to draft a quarterback, whether that's at number four, or whether they trade up to number one, it's pretty much a lock. I think the Colts are going to draft a rookie, but Gardner Minshew is a, I think a pretty good option as a backup quarterback, or maybe even a, a spot starter if the Colts determine, Hey, we want to like ease this rookie in a little bit more. What are your thoughts on Minshew? Oh man, I, I absolutely
2: love it. I think it's a uh, I think it's honestly a a no brainer um, because Sam Ellinger, like first off, Matt Ryan and Nick Foles they are going to be cut. All right, they're going to save the Colts a lot of money. Matt Ryan alone, but Nick Foles combined with that, I, I can't remember the numbers, but it's pretty significant. Um, and Ellinger is still figuring himself out. He is not up to par enough to mentor. A quarterback so I think the Colts need Gardner Minshew I think that they need to bring him in even if you have a guy that's as pro ready as CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or someone even more important if it's raw like Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis you need to have a veteran presence there just in case the floor falls through or just for a guy to bounce ideas off of like even if it's Stroud he throws that third interception do you want him Talking to Sam Ellinger. No offense to Sam Ellinger, but do you want him talking to Sam Ellinger, who probably hasn't been in that situation, or do you want him talking to Gardner Minshew, who's been there probably a couple times and has experience? So I think it's a perfect signing, especially with the fact Steichen mentioned him by name in his opening press conference.
1: Yeah, and I think you can get him for a reasonable deal for a backup, you know, and and so I think he'd be a good fit there uh, for the Colts at their backup quarterback position. Can can mentor obviously the rookie, and also you know. Sam Ellinger as well. So I really think he could be a good fit there for the Colts. Um, here's a guy that I think also, these are kind of the top two guys that have been really linked to Indianapolis from Philadelphia. Isaac Suomolo, uh, the guard. I probably butchered his name there, but Colts have a need at right guard. Suomolo fits that really well. Um, you know, he's a little bit older, you know, in his late 20s, but I really think this is just a really good fit. Drake for what the Colts want to do and, and really helps to eliminate one of those positions of need. The only question I think is, how much more are you willing to invest in this offensive line? That's my question. What do you think about him here as a potential fit for Indy? Oh, uh, well, you've got presumably you're hoping
2: you've got your left tackle and Bernard Raymond, obviously Nelson and Kelly and Smith. I truly believe with the right direction, they can still play just fine. That big question mark is that right guard position with Will fries. And last year they just bought into, Oh, Pinter and, uh, and Pryor. they're okay. We don't really need to can, you know, have them compete. They're not going to do that again, uh, because it was a nightmare having both of them on there. In fact, they were the lowest-graded blockers on the entire offensive line for the Colts. So um, they're going to – I think it would be a great hire. It depends on how much he's willing to take. uh, Maybe like an $8 million, $10 million deal because he's going to probably start by competing with Will Fries for that starting position. And then think about it. Either way, you win because you either get a veteran who who was pushed by a hungry, hungry young player like Fries – or Fries is going to be pushed to that new level he needs getting um, competition with a veteran like Som- uh, Somalo, I, I believe. I don't, I'm not sure. I think we both probably butchered his name. But uh, regardless, I think it's a great signing. And if worst case scenario, it's a great depth piece for a young guy like Fries.
1: Well, the Colts paid the price. You talked about it. They paid the price last year for oh. letting two vet, vet vet offensive linemen go, right? And Glowinski, and then obviously Chris Reed as well. Um, so I just think that is a that is something that Ballard has to acknowledge. Like, yeah, I screwed up there. I, I need to get another vet in here. And so, with the connection to Steichen, uh, with with how well he was able to play last year. I mean, I think you do you do that and you feel really good about the offensive line moving forward. Like you said, obviously under the right direction. We'll you know, we'll see what Sperano does. You know, we'll see how what kind of impact he has. I gotta say it can't be much worse than what it was last year with Chris Strausser. So yeah, uh, I do feel confident that this 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 offensive line unit will get at least somewhat back to where it was, you know, and, and it wasn't bad all year. Like it started off really bad. And then when Saturday came in, the offensive line actually started to improve a little bit. They weren't like fantastic. They weren't a top 10 line, but I thought they were just fine down the stretch. And you mentioned it, you know, with with Bernard Ryman and just how he's grown into the position, you addressed obviously the, the biggest position that has eluded you for the last couple of years since Costanzo hung it up. So I think this offensive line for the most part, they're still very young. And I think adding a guy like him, I mean, it just it just makes a lot of sense there for the Colts. The question just, I think, comes down to price for the Colts. Yep. And you know, they're, they're playing a little bit tighter with their you know numbers in terms of cap space and stuff of that nature. Uh, obviously, we'll see if they, they clear some stuff with, with some cuts or trades or stuff, stuff like that. But um, yeah, th- that's another guy there. Um, another guy that's actually pretty familiar uh, with Indianapolis that played last year with Philly, Zach Paschal. Now, I know Zach yeah. Paschal you know, wasn't like the, oh my gosh, like look at him as a receiver, but his blocking ability, Drake, is just second to none. And the Colts really sorely missed that last year. And, and Paschal's going to come cheap, like let's be honest. And who knows if the, if the, the Eagles will even let him walk. But like Zach Paschal, you pay him hardly anything, and he does so much work, so many things that the stats won't pick up. But that will tremendously help you in the run department. Well, what say you about maybe a reunion here with Zach Paschal?
2: Um, it, I I think that it absolutely needs to happen. Um, I, these first three, these first three that we've talked about, boy, boy, am I on board for, for for each one of them? And this one's interesting because you know Jack Doyle is somebody I'll reference here, tight end. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, he had one year where he caught a lot of passes and. Um, you know, he was the only guy that, you know, was able to be thrown to by Brissett in 2017 or uh, 18 or whenever he had like almost 100 catches. The thing that Doyle did, though, is he blocked about as well as you can at tight end. And another guy who would help that second level when Jonathan Taylor would get to it, break loose those runs was Zach Pascal, because of his ridiculously efficient blocking from a wide receiver standpoint. I mean, the most catches he's had in five seasons is 44. All right. So yes, as you said, he's not gonna jump off the pages. But boy, if you start looking into pro football focus and you start looking into blocking grades, this dude is a beast. I mean, if you're if, if Jonathan Taylor's in the if he's in the linebackers and then in the defensive backs and you got Pascal around him, there's a good chance he's gonna score because Pascal just knows how to block. And the Colts missed that from tight end and from wide receiver. Really, really made me appreciate Zach Pascal this year. I'll just
1: say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely well you talk about tight end as well we might as well talk about another tight end now obviously the colts have two tight ends that you feel really excited about two really young guys jelani woods who broke out last year had some nice moments and kylan Grantson, who had a nice second year but the colts still could use you know another tight end you know to kind of round out their unit and so here's a guy that's still fairly young he's got size Donald Parham Jr. from uh, the Chargers. Now him and Steichen, obviously, they uh, you know they they re- reunited in 2020 when Steichen was on staff with the Chargers. But he's a young player. He's six foot eight, Drake, so he he's got size uh, and he's got ability. I mean, it's not hasn't ever been like breaking the bank type of thing, but this could be a guy that could be a really good fit here with Indianapolis. What say you about him? You know, it, it's interesting because right
2: now the, the, the outlier at tight end and is he going to you know be dealt off or not is, is Mo Alleycox. Um, but with Tom Manning coming in as the tight ends coach, I think that previous experience with him, he's probably going to stay. I think um, if we're talking about Parnum. That would be a scary tight end group to try to defend because yes, you have Granson, who's more of the, the slot tight end, kind of like Dallas Clark-esque in, in build, but you have monsters in in Ogle You have monsters in Woods. Monsters. In, I mean, if you if you had Parnum, boy, that's six foot eight with like six five with like six seven that's a lot of that's a lot to cover I do think that he's had he hasn't been as effective I think as he probably was anticipated that he would be but I do think for a red zone uh, you know red zone plays and red zone situations that would be an an incredible piece to have and you could swap him in for Granson if you do deal off Allie Cox. And as we know, Cody, I mean, the red zone was a a kryptonite for the Colts. I mean, Chase McLaughlin pretty much had like a third of the points. So they could use some bigger bodies and, you know, taller targets to throw that ball to and score some touchdowns.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: yep absolutely can you imagine man just the size you talk about they they would have there i mean even if you do deal off mo alley like you know you still have a six foot seven six foot eight if you add parham like and ogletree's not small either so like talk about red zone efficiency and getting setting up your quarterback to win that would make a lot of sense and obviously with his ties to steichen it makes even more sense from that standpoint um I want to stay also uh, with the skill positions. There's two more guys, one more guy that I think uh, is is interesting. Uh, Boston Scott, uh, running back from the Eagles. Now I know on paper the Colts don't have a need at running back. You know I thought Zach Moss played really well, Deion Jackson same way, but the ways that they were able to utilize Boston Scott last year. I would consider it. I would consider it. What do you think about him and the potential fit with Indianapolis, even though it's not necessarily a presumed need here? I, I mean, you know, when you talk about the the committee
2: and, and how Steichen was able to maximize Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, a lot of people forgot about Boston Scott. This was the guy who was the the goal line short yardage bruiser specialist. All right, this they figured out a way to use him very effectively when. You know, he's kind of behind Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and some real talented uh, you know, running backs and a quarterback that's an MVP caliber. I think it'd be a nice fit because Jackson's not necessarily a short yardage back. Zach Moss can kind of be that way, but it's more of a committee league now for running backs, even with Jonathan Taylor. Okay. You need to have multiple layers to your game plan.
1: I think it's a pretty nice fit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One last guy. And this is a guy that, admittedly, he's still on a team. He's still on the Chargers. But Keenan Allen's a name that's been kind of linked with the Colts cool. if he does get released. And, you know, I know he's had some injuries. He's struggled with that as of recent. But, like, the connection with Steichen, the fact that the Chargers are $20 million over the cap, like, could he be a cap casualty? And could that be a really good fit with the unit that is really, honestly, Drake, they are very raw. Uh, and they're very young and inexperienced at the wide receiver position. Could he be a nice vet piece there? He doesn't necessarily have to be the number one, but he could be a really nice complement to Pittman, to Campbell, and to obviously Alec Pierce as well. What do you think about a potential fit here with Keenan Allen if he does indeed you know, get cut with the Chargers?
2: Absolutely. Number one, um, Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's had his injuries, but he uh, there is a, still a great argument to be made as far as like receivers who can create separation and route running pure, crisp route running. Man, he's dangerous. It doesn't matter. Uh, his his injuries. Yeah. Campbell also had injuries and he was able to get a full season in and look pretty good. You know, if, in a situation where Campbell walks and or even if he stays, but a situation where Allen does get cut, he knows Steichen really well. Uh, maybe he renegotiates something and yeah, like you said, the Colts, yeah, they've got Campbell. Let's say that he gets resigned Campbell and Doolin, but they're both, you know, one's kind of an unproven guy still. And the other just had his first full season as slot receivers. Then you've got Hitman, who's more of that vertical threat who wasn't really used that way. And then you've got Pierce, who is a vertical threat. So you do need some depth pieces there in, inside. And I think Allen's also willing to do the dirty work of blocking too. So I, I think it'd be a boy in a dream scenario, Cody. Let's let's go ahead and give give uh, let's give that man a different number than thirteen. I think thirteen should be retired personally uh, for the Colts. But I do think that Keenan Allen, boy, dream scenario would be amazing, Machine Steichen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um there's a couple other names that we could kind of throw out there. Um a couple guys that either are kind of unproven a little bit or, you know, maybe are maybe outside of the Colts, you know, price range. Uh, one guy Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. Kind of been a bust a little bit for the Eagles, but he's still fairly young. He still has talent. The Colts don't have a need as a starter, but could Andre Dillard be like more of that swing tackle situation? Like the Colts give him a prove it deal and say, "Hey, let's see what you got." You know, we see we still see some potential in you. We want to give you an opportunity here, you know, to be a fit. What do What do you think about that? Just kind of giving him a, a prove it deal here, and if he does start to scratch the surface on what he could be, that could be a really nice find for the Colts. You know, I think that yes, every
2: you know, I think that it's it's consensus that Bernard Raymond looks you know like a like a future starter. All right, but he's also going into his second season. All right, and he's not played a lot of tackle he actually was a tight end so I think again like the Fry situation maybe it's more secure on left tackle but I I do think that even though he has like you said been kind of a bust I do think Dillard knows Shane Steichen's offense he knows his style and he would push Raymond because he wants that starting position back and he doesn't want that label of bust so I I really think that he would push Bernard Raymond uh, again to potentially being a star sooner than he would have been if he wasn't pushed
1: yeah, exactly. And we all know how important depth is on the offensive line, especially at tackle. It feels like it's a lot harder to find a quality third tackle oh, yeah. than it is a quality third interior offensive lineman. So I think that would be potentially a good fit there, kind of a not breaking the bank. But, hey, we're betting on your potential here. So uh, a couple other guys on the defensive side, uh, a little bit older guys here on the defensive interior. Linval Joseph, who they had last year, and then Brandon Graham as well could be some guys that, you know, they're not going to be starters. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll have like, like that Justin Houston kind of year or something like that. But they're just, you know, maybe some depth pieces or some vet presence in that defensive line room, uh, especially Brandon Graham at defensive end with how young they are. Well, what do you think about the Colts potentially you know bringing in one of these guys or both these guys? You know Linval Joseph uh I I remember him very well
2: obviously he was a, he was a terror for the Giants and a terror for the for the Vikings in his in his prime but the Eagles were going up against the Colts and they were like we are getting destroyed in the running game on defense so who did they bring in they brought in off the scrap heap in Dominican Sioux and Dominican Sue and one Linval Joseph who destroyed the Colts running game they forced the Colts to have to throw the ball, and they won the game. And it's because of those two just clogging up the middle the way they've been doing their whole career. So I think if you're looking for a defensive tackle depth piece, I think Joseph would be a cheap addition. He's like 34 going into 35, but his job is to open up blitzing lanes and to stuff the run and put pressure on the quarterback you know, in his face. So I think that that's a great depth piece for when Stewart and, um, when Stewart and, and Buckner – are tired, and you know, God forbid, it, it, that'd be a constant rotation of massive bodies that can
1: move centers and guards. What are your thoughts on Brandon Graham here, then, and kind of his addition potentially adding that vet presence in there? You know, with Quitty Pay, Dio Dangbo, and you know, whoever else they do bring in at defensive end, could he be potentially a good fit?
2: Yeah, and you know, he's about thirty-five as well, but he defends the run better than Yannick Ngakwe, and and that's where they they were they were destroyed on that side and this is no offense to yannick but i do feel like bradley used him a little too much and he's more of a pass rushing rushing specialist so if he doesn't stay even if he does you you might be able to get graham on a pretty cheap deal veteran presence and he would really really benefit uh or uh pay and odangbo would benefit heavily from having a guy like that seriously I, i would actually like both joseph and uh the only one I don't agree with is Parn- Parnum, per se. But, man, the rest of those, boy, those would be great to see in uh, Colts uniforms.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And these are just some names that are linked, not, not necessarily guys that it's actually going to happen with. I mean, you could throw out a couple other names. You could throw out, like, you know, for example, James Bradbury, a guy Ooh. that was linked to the Colts last year. But how much is he going to command with? And you're also paying Stephon Gilmore what you're paying him. And Kenny Moore, if he does say. Like, so is it worth paying yet another you know, cornerback when, Hey, you still do have Isaiah Rodgers out there. Now maybe the Colts do decide to move on from Kenny Moore and that becomes more of a, a neat, you know, but I don't know for me, it's like, that's a name that's out there that could be linked to the Colts, but like are the Colts really going to pay another corner, that amount of money um, as well as he played. It's like, how much, you know, are they going to be able to invest really like realistically into that position? So, uh, I'm not really sure that's really a fit for the Colts, just what they're looking for. I think they're more looking for guys that, you know, maybe can play a little bit more. Some guys obviously will command more, like C. Molo or, you know, one of those guys would command a little bit more. But it feels like with the Colts, with, with some of these guys, they would be more of those depth piece guys, more of those guys that would add a little bit more to the Colts roster, kind of rounded out at certain positions. But obviously there's a lot more free agents than this that the Colts could go after and probably will go after. But these are just some names, guys, that, or, you know, from Shane Steichens kind of time in the league could be some fits for Indianapolis. So, Drake, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's always been always as always. It's always great. Uh, and thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate. Let me know your thoughts, man, on on just the all the free agents here that we talked about, the free agents that are coming up, the guys that you would like to see fits with Indianapolis. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. <laughs>